Welcome to The Generalist, a podcast for all things occupational therapy. I'm your host, Jen Taubenze. The first season explores the highs, lows, and lessons of the first few years of practice. Happy OT month! I thought this would be the perfect time to share a teaser of episode one, my interview with Sam Hart, an occupational therapist practicing in Northern BC. Themes of the day are time management, self-care, and building community. Enjoy. So get to know your RT supervisor and the ins and outs of how they do their role so that you can sort of get to understand their position within the company and from there deduce your position within the company. So in order to continue that learning, you need to learn about the rest of the company. And I think that that's something that I really love to do in all of my roles and I think maybe got got me moving forward a little bit more quickly is I got to know everyone in the company and what everyone's role in the company really means and what my role means to them because right for starters we have a profession that is very easily misunderstood so having that conversation from your perspective in a new company is a great way for other people to get to know what you think OT is and for them to learn about OT, but also for you to understand what they think OT is and what they need OT to be for for their perspective of the company. That's such a good way to think about it. Not only what do I want to bring to this role, what do I see me doing, what do other people see? It's like that meme. Others think of me, what my mom thinks of me, what I think I do. Exactly. Take those different perspectives. You once gave me a tip about using your lunch breaks. Can you share that with our listeners? Yeah, so I love to have lunch with my colleagues, especially when I first get there. It's so easy to want to cut yourself off and, you know, have a minute to reset. Take that break. (laughs) Yeah, take that break. Um, But fortunate for me, I'm refueled by being social and so getting to know my new colleagues, um, really helps me get to know their personalities so that I can feed off of them and learn more about the company and and more about my position, but also gives you the opportunities to have those one-off conversations with people that you might otherwise miss during your work day. Right. You can put those together and really get that big picture of what is the company actually doing? What are the values that aren't on the website? (laughs) Exactly. The big picture of the position and place you're in is so important. Um, Because if you're not all striving for the same goals and visions, then it's pretty hard to be on the same page. When you're busy doing all of these things, I'm sure you must struggle with what most clinicians, let alone new clinicians do, and that's tracking time. Can you tell me a little bit how you're navigating, how you track your time between meeting colleagues and understanding your company and getting this big picture? How do you zoom into those little numbers? Yeah, it's definitely been a challenge and something I would say is a work in progress and will be probably a work in progress forever. I hear you. <laughs> um, but some of the things that I've I've worked on um, and learned is that you need to be honest with what you're completing and the time you're completing it. Um, it's really easy when you're trying to overachieve to say that you wrote a report in three hours when in actual fact you were learning how to write that report for the first time. So it took you six, seven, eight, an embarrassing number of, <laughs> of hours to complete it. And you can't fathom the idea of writing down the number of how many hours you spent on a report. But when you start to get into this world of fibbing your hours, it's really hard to get yourself out of it. Um, 
and it quickly becomes your evenings and weekends being filled with time that you're not even tracking, um, mm-hmm. which is really important not only for your company and for their productivity and for them to have healthy workers, but also for you and your self-care. If you don't even realize how many hours you're working, it's really easy to get burnt out. So it's really important to yeah, be honest about that. And, and yeah, it's have to have those conversations with your supervisor, but telling them, yeah, it took me this long and next week it's going to take me two hours less and going from there. I like um, that proactive approach saying, this is how much it took me. I don't like that number. This is what I'm doing to change it. I think that shows so much initiative and that you know that you will improve on it and you know that this is a learning curve. And I think that really helps employers understand, especially because you've been one of the a newer employee um, to companies that are just starting to have employees. So I think it's really good for teaching employers yeah, um, what to expect out of a, a new grad, let alone a new, just a new role. Exactly. And I think there's something to be said of, yeah, it did take me eight hours, but I know my product was quality. And instead of trying to meet the time frame they've asked me to, right off the get-go and maybe leaving out the quality piece right and speaking of quality I know we've talked about this uh, off the record (laughs) how do you navigate comparing yourself to those super OTs we work for or that we're colleagues with Um, that that guilt of not giving necessarily maybe the best therapy but giving your best therapy Can you elaborate on that for me? Absolutely. So I've been struggling with this, I think, in all of my roles, having found my roles based off of somebody that I found to be an excellent mentor. And when you find that person, you want to be that person now. Um, And And they have 30 years experience under their belt. (laughs) Exactly. It's very easily forgotten in my head that these wonderful humans have been working for my lifetime worth of practice and I can't compare myself to um to that I need to to remember that they were new ones too and that one day I can become who they are but that and it's not going to be today (laughs) and it's not going to be today um and they're not expecting me to be there today either so to take what I can from them but not have that high expectation of myself right um right from the beginning and I like that piece where you included you're going to be your own version of that. And I think that's so true. Like just validating all of those aspects you bring to the role that might not be, you know, that clinical reasoning. You've seen the situation before, but you're bringing the the Sam Hart flair. You're bringing the Sam Hart heart. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Yeah, I like that. I think that helps reframe. Just bring in what you can to the table. I'm going to get into some rapid fire questions here. Are you ready? I am ready. What guides your practice? Tough start to the questions, my goodness. Um, my heart. It's always been my heart. Um, and definitely family-centered and client-centered practice. How do you describe OT or your role? My role right now is helping kids be kids and recognizing that their day-to-day activities are occupations. And I think people don't see them as that. Um, and helping them, you know, meet all of those milestones so that they can get to where they want to be one day. Nice. Um, and what's your, your OT pitch? Well, I always compare it to tradesmen because that's sort of, it just makes more sense to other people. So I think that millwrights are the jack of all trades and they have to work with everyone and they're not specialists in any of those areas, but they have the knowledge to see the big picture um, of what everybody else is, is doing. And I think that 
it describes OT very well for the mill rights of healthcare. And, you know, we see everybody else's perspectives and, and try and bring them together. Oh, I like that. Very Albertan. Very <laughs> Albertan. <laughs> um, advice you'd give yourself starting out. Yeah. What do you tell Sam? Follow the laws of the gifts of imperfection by Brené Brown. It's okay not to be perfect. And it's really hard for such high achieving people mm-hmm. to, to actually believe that. Any tips? Goodness. Be honest and open about what you are achieving and where you are at. Love it. How do you take care of you? I build self-care into my life, like we talked about before. Um, I leave work at work now. I didn't when I started, but I do leave work at work now. What about our work fills your bucket? Connection. Connection with others. Connection, yeah, with people. Connection connection yeah love it <laughs> all right thank you so much uh today we've been talking with sam hart um who's currently working in a child development center in northern bc thanks so much for being here thanks for tuning in to the generalist a podcast for all things occupational therapy you can check out our facebook page by the same name if you have any feedback questions concerns or ideas feel free to email me jen Talbenze at thegeneralistpodcast at gmail.com. That's generalist with a J. The music used in today's episode is by David Hyde. Thanks for listening.